right, guys, welcome to the KC Red Friday podcast here. My name's Wesley Vrigland, and I'm joined here by... Wesley's father, Derek. Yeah, so... That's kind of awkward. We need to work on that intro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a little no. awkward. It's a little awkward, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, we got the father-son duo here talking about your Kansas City Chiefs every single Friday as this week, I mean, we're celebrating a win, kind of a, a sketchy win here, but... It is still a win, in my opinion. Uh, great I wouldn't win call it. I wouldn't call it sketchy. This is what Mahomes and the Chiefs do. We like to play from behind. Fifteen-three. You know, we're behind twelve points. But again, this is this is how we do. This is how we do it. We we definitely do play like this, and it it it's almost not frustrating necessarily, but it is scary to watch a time and time again. I know Mahomes. I mean, I know what he can do. I know that he's our savior. But, I mean, watching this game, and, I mean, we'll get into it, the Browns were just rolling over our defense. Uh, yep. We were missing some key starters, but they were. And, I mean, they just – we couldn't stop them. And, eventually, you know, they made a couple mistakes, which won us the game. And we've learned, I think, from this game, because the Browns are a good AFC team. Yes. They are one of yeah. the top AFC teams, like I said before. I think they'll definitely win their division. However, um, the Chiefs proved that to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, you have to play a perfect game. If we're Absolutely. we can come back from anything, um, and all we need is momentum swing, and we definitely saw that this game. So, talking about the previous game here, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Cleveland Browns thirty-three to twenty-nine. Um, it, it, like we've said, it was definitely a scary game at first. We were down at 12 points, uh, multiple times in the game. I think at half it was, uh, 22, 10, I think it was something uh, like that, which was, which was, it, it was definitely scary. I mean, watching the Browns offense, they were able to matriculate the ball down the field, convert what they wanted to convert. And I think it was, I guess, kind of hurt our defense's. Uh, state of mind when they went for it on fourth down and they proved hey we're better than you we're going to prove that we are better than you and we're going to convert and they did that's demoralizing anytime a team can convert on fourth down but I definitely think we should take our hats off to the Cleveland Browns I mean Browns fans have stayed loyal watched a lot of bad football Mm -hmm. but this Brown squad this is a good quality team I would not be surprised if we saw the Browns again mm-hmm. in the playoffs. I said last week that I thought that the Chiefs would be a little bit more crisp because the starters had played more in the preseason. I thought Baker Mayfield would be a little off at the beginning of the mm-hmm. game, and I was way wrong. Uh, their offense was precise. Um, I thought it was a great game plan. Yep. I think it took advantage of a lot of the Chiefs' weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And um, so just, you know, before I get into what the Chiefs did and didn't do, man, hats off to the Browns. They are uh, a competitive football team. They are a playoff team. Now, I've seen people pick them to go far into the playoffs. Did did Kay Adams, did she pick the Browns to go to the Super Bowl? I think she did. I did think I see she that? did. I don't know for sure. I know that a lot, not a lot, but I know some analysts have picked the Browns over. And I don't know. Uh, the Bills yeah, and the Chiefs. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're there yet, mm-hmm. but that is a quality coaching staff. That is a quality team. Baker Mayfield is a good. 
I'm not ready to say top tier elite, but mm-hmm. a good, good quality uh, quarterback that will will do well for the Browns. And uh, so I just want to say hats off to uh, to the Browns. I thought they played well most of the game, but it's four quarters. Yeah. And, um, you know, and football is such a game of momentum. Mm-hmm. And the whole I would say the whole first half, yeah. the Browns had the momentum. And uh, then things changed in the second half. Yeah, I mean, Baker Mayfield was 28 for 20, or excuse me, was 21 for 28, 321 yards. He did have zero touchdowns, but as we know, the Browns uh, running back tandems uh, carved up our defense, um, and they each scored, I think, or Nick Chubb scored two touchdowns, Cream Hunt scored one, averaging five and a half yards per carry. Um, oh, yeah. So their offense, they were doing what they wanted to do. I mean, yep. obviously Baker did have that pick at the end of the game. However, before that, Baker wasn't making mistakes. I no. mean, he maybe was overthrowing a couple times, but his completion percentage was good. He was making throws he needed to make. And, I mean, like you said, just hats off to the Browns as they've definitely finally turned themselves around. Um, yep. And they're similar to us. We've watched a lot of bad football over the years and it's it's right. good for the fans i think for them to definitely yes. see uh, a good team and recognize that they've got a playoff caliber team like you i'm not ready to say super bowl but they'll definitely uh be a contender uh that the chiefs might even see again uh in the playoffs. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I would love for that to happen i it kind of reminded me of last year you know the chiefs we just steamrolled the bucks mm-hmm. you know last year in the regular season I think uh, what there's like 17, nothing. I think in the first half, I think Tyreek had two touchdowns in the first quarter in the bucks game last mm-hmm. year. And um, you know, the thing about winning in the regular season and then meeting that same team in the playoffs, man, if, if, if you're going into the playoffs facing a team that has beat you mm-hmm. um, or even beat you bad, it really changes things. Yeah. And we saw in the super bowl uh, bucks, unfortunately got the win. So I would love to see the Browns in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still going to pick the Chiefs if we're healthy. Yes. Uh, I'll still pick the Chiefs, but I would love to see a rematch because people have asked who, who is, who is the biggest competitor? Who's the biggest rival for the Chiefs? And if we look at week one, what are you going to say? The Titans? Man, they got blown out. Yeah. Are you going to say the Ravens? Um, we'll talk about them here in a little bit. Are you going to say the Bills? They didn't have a great week one start. You know, I might say that in the AFC, it might be the Browns. And yeah. uh, I, that would be great. Yeah, because, I mean, as you saw, if we're healthy, our team is great. We saw our deficiencies when we didn't have uh, Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew. I mean, I'm I'm over this. I understand that Frank Clark's contract is huge. It is. It's an. Oh, he's being overpaid. However, um, I can't get over the fact that without Frank Clark, we are not a good D line. If you look okay. at our D end, um, you know our D line uh, backups are good and our depth is good. Except at D end, we have a lot of young raw guys. You know, Mike Dana, fifth round pick last year. Kane Doe, I think he's fifth or sixth round this year. Um, right. We've got a lot of guys who who still need a lot of work, and we saw that on Sunday. Yeah, so even if we have an 80% uh, Frank Clark, mm-hmm. that's really, really good. I mean, when you get a healthy uh, Frank Clark, that's what we saw in the playoffs. 
uh, leading up to Super Bowl 54. I think he had five sacks in, mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Um, I mean, he's elite, but even, he's been dealing with all sorts of issues. He's had the like, elbow issue mm-hmm. and like the stomach digestive issues. And now it's a hamstring issue. And I think, you know, for Chiefs fans that really want to hate on Clark, you saw what missing <laughs> yeah. Frank Clark looks yeah. like. Because Kane, though, on that long run, um, I think it was Chubb, uh, that long run, uh, Kane Doe crashed in uh, way too hard, mm-hmm. didn't set an edge. And you could have driven a Mack truck yep, yep. through the left side there because there was nobody. Frank Clark's in the game, even at 80%. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Clark, I think, would have eliminated that. So, um, you know, in looking at the defensive performance for the Chiefs in that Browns game, that was the first thing that stood out to mm-hmm. me was that we were really missing, of course, Tyron Matthew. Yeah. He is the leader of the defense. Mm-hmm. Frank Clark setting an edge, providing some pass rush opposite Chris Jones, um, and then also missing Willie Gay yep. um, because our linebackers, the starting linebackers that we had in the base defense, it's we got three Mike linebackers. Yep, yep. Um, Bolton, um, who I thought was uh, up and down, although it was great to see him getting in the backfield. I think yep. he had at least two tackles for a loss. Mm-hmm. But Bolton is a... Mike linebacker, Um, Hitchens, Mike linebacker, Uh, Ben Neiman is the Mike in the dime is not Um, a linebacker in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? He was around the ball. He was in the right place at the right time. So when Thornhill punched that ball out from Chubb, who hardly ever fumbles. Uh, who was there to scoop it that up? Who was there to true. fall on? I, I will not praise him because he was in the right place at the right time. <laughs> but I gave Ben Neiman about five minutes. I was telling Dad, uh, I'll give him about you know five minutes into the game, and uh, we'll see where he's at because he has bulked up. You know, people have said he's yeah. improved. I didn't sure. see a lick of difference. He had no speed. He had less speed than Bolton, in my opinion, and maybe even Hitchens. And yeah, he did, did- was missing a lot of tackles. He missed a lot of tackles, and then my man Dirty Dan uh, missed mm-hmm. some tackles. But when um, when Neiman when Neiman uh, fell on that fumble, I, I leaned over to you during the game, like high five for Ben Neiman. You're like, I'm not giving Ben Neiman nope, high five. Nope, nope. I was like, how about fist bump? Give me a fist bump for Ben Neiman. You gave me a fist bump yeah. for Steeman Neiman. But yeah, so I mean, it's a weakness of mm-hmm. our defense that linebacking core and we were we were just so hopeful mm-hmm. that willie gay would be able to start week one um willie gay was looking good in training camp mm-hmm. in preseason then he entered concussion protocol and then he's got a toe injury turf toe whatever it is yeah. we're not 100 percent sure so he's starting on ir and we are missing yeah. willie gay's speed and so that was the first thing on defense that stood out to me is, man, we were missing some key contributors mm-hmm. and some leaders. I mean, we definitely were. You could see that time and time again, the reason the Browns were able to do what they wanted is they were beating us to the edge. They were beating us to the sidelines and able to get, you know, yardage. Because our really our linebackers don't have the speed that were on the field. But right. also our safeties weren't crashing down. And when they were crashing down, they were missing tackles. I mean, I think Juan Thornhill did have a good game. Um, uh, Not a great game, but he had a good game. But he was missing tackles. Like you said, Dirty Dan was missing tackles. Uh, Legereus Sneed, uh, someone who was a great tackler last year and a great cornerback for us last year, a standout. Um, He struggled a little bit. Uh, However, you know, the wide receivers he was going up against, 
um, and not having as good of safety help probably didn't help him out. But, I mean, we definitely saw where we had deficiencies, but I do believe once we get our starters and we get our, um, you know, people back from IR, hopefully Willie Gay will be able to play sometime this year. I think our defense definitely will be uh, shaped. And I think uh, we saw that our offense did what our offense wanted to do. We didn't convert touchdowns every single time, but we were able to leave long, uh, you know, do long drives when we wanted to do long drives and score touchdowns when we absolutely needed to score touchdowns. I think at the beginning of the game, we were both disappointed that we didn't go for it on fourth down just after the Browns went for it. And then they scored a two point conversion. I think we wanted to. And for a little bit, I thought that was going to be our downfall. Uh, We were going to lose by, you know, four points where we could have tied it up, you know, if we had gone for it. However, our, our offense was pretty good. Uh, We did good. Yeah, I thought offense played well. There was a drive there in the first half. There was a weird holding penalty. I think it was Tooney or something. I thought yeah. that was kind of weak. But it the game was really the tale of two halves. I thought they made some great uh, second half adjustments on yeah. defense. Yep. Um, you know, and on offense. And so it was really good to see the offense come out mm-hmm. in the third quarter and they had that long sustained drive. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a momentum, you know, booster, of course, to go down and score a touchdown, but those long drives, it let mm-hmm. our defense continue to rest a little yep. bit. Um, and then it kept the Cleveland defense on the field a little bit longer. I think that that helped. And so I think the, obviously you look at the box score and the second half mm-hmm. was so much better for oh, the yeah. offense and, and for the defense. I yeah. saw you know, a whole lot more um, from the defense. And I have to shout out my man, Dirty Dan, one more time, thinking about the defense, because on the uh, final play for the Browns, mm-hmm. um, when uh, Baker Mayfield threw up that pick, and there has been some talk that he was trying to throw the ball away, which I don't believe. I think mm-hmm. he was forcing yeah. it because he, he knew. He I mean, he, he needed to make a play. And uh, Mike Hughes with the great pick, yeah. uh, but that was Dirty Dan <laughs> at the ankles of yeah, Mayfield. Yeah. And so Dirty Dan, yes, missed some tackles, didn't have his best game, but man, in a big moment, once mm-hmm. again, Dirty Dan really initiated uh, yeah. what became a pick, uh, you know, at the very end of the game. So it was a tale of two halves. So yeah. to see the offense come out in the third quarter with that long sustained drive mm-hmm. was good. I felt like the Chiefs ran the ball more in the second half. In my game preview last week, I really thought Clyde Edwards-Alaire was really going to be more of a factor. Mm -hmm. I think that the offensive line and run blocking is still gelling, and Mm -hmm. so I think there's still time for that to improve. There weren't a lot of lanes for him. But I don't remember what the rush-pass ratios were like in the first half but it seems to me they ran the ball more and ran it more effectively in the second half uh which i thought was great and then you know the uh the spotlight was on the offensive line yep and i think overall i think that offensive line played good Mm -hmm. um yes there's a lot of room for improvement but for three rookies for five new starters playing their first game meaningful game together i thought the o-line played well i mean we definitely after watching the game have watched a little bit of highlights you know we only allowed two sacks which i thought was good i thought miles garrett was at least going to get two if not more um but i think we saw that the offensive line is going to have to learn 
or vice versa. Patrick Mahomes is going to have to learn to step up in that pocket a little bit yeah. more. We definitely saw where Mahomes was getting rushed and pressured and hit because of how far back Mahomes is going. And it's difficult. It's it's hard to really say, but it's difficult for O-linemen, especially the tackles. And we saw with Orlando Brown, um, with when he has a speedy guy you know, he's going up against, like Miles Garrett, an elite pass rusher. Elite. To where he cannot get set enough and to push him out to the edge because of how far back Mahomes is going. So it'll be, uh, I think, a learning curve. I think you saw right. even, I think, Brown improve throughout the game. Yeah. Um, but time and time again, you saw Miles Garrett coming around the edge. Mahomes have to throw maybe a little quicker than he wanted to, have to escape, you know, roll out. And I know that's what he does, but – I just don't want that to, you know, eventually cost us. But I think the O-line with not playing a single, you know, regular season snap together, three of the O-linemen not playing a snap at all, uh, right? you know, in the NFL, um, I think we did well. And I think we showed that our O-line is going to get better each week. They're going to gel better together. And I think we're going to have a one of the best O-lines Mahomes has played under, um, if not the best. Oh yeah, they're 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 going to continue to improve, but there is so much from this first game to be excited about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that second sack where Mahomes got got sandwiched, mm-hmm. you know, both Brown and Niang got beat. That was definitely, like you said, an example where Mahomes was drifting, and even if the tackles were prepared for that, and maybe they they were against that speedy kind of yeah. pass rush. That's just that was really on Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um Creed Humphreys I think had a had a great game. You never heard his name called, nope, which I think is good. really really good. Yep. I think PFF um graded him pretty high with I think he had zero quarterback pressures again in the middle. And then how about Trey Smith? I'm going to point out because uh on Chiefs Twitter I saw the clip over and over and it's it's a beautiful thing to watch. Mm-hmm. But when Mahomes was scrambling for his first uh, touchdown, that rushing touchdown, Trey Smith comes out of nowhere like a locomotive Mm -hmm. and just cleans some guy's clock. I didn't even see what Brown's player it was. Just absolutely knocked him flat on his backside. And we heard about that, that Trey Smith could be a mauler. And I love to see that because with Mahomes, Mm-hmm. The offensive line is going to have, of course, you know, their uh, initial blocking scheme. But because Mahomes likes to scramble, because Mahomes likes to run when he gets a lane, uh, that O-line is going to have to do exactly what Trey Smith did. Yeah. And that is, okay, after your initial block, whatever that is mm-hmm. for the play, you got to go find work. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and Trey Smith uh, did that on that one play. And that, that really stood out to me and gave me uh, a lot of excitement. Yeah, no, definitely. The O-line, and especially Trey Smith and Creed, I think had a great game. Niang, uh, getting back into it after being out of football all last year. And then, you know, our line just happened to learn to play together. I think they did great. Um, You know, just to highlight real quick, I think our receivers, well, a receiver did great. Um, Obviously, Tyreek Hill had that amazing, and it was more so, in my opinion, Mahomes did get it there. However... Hills tracking the ball, his ability to track the ball in the air is amazing. I mean, if you watch that play, he led the safety or corner. I can't remember who it was. Um, He led him, and then as soon as he knew the ball was going to get close, because he knew where it was, he stopped, caught it, and, I mean, scored for a big. 
And I mean, that reminded me of the Patriots game. We didn't end up losing that Patriots game. But when right. we needed to score and we needed to march down the field and score, well, we scored in one play a 75-yarder just similar to that where Tyreek Hill destroyed, you know, juked his uh, cornerback or his DB that was covering him. I mean, this is kind of similar. I mean, Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and really Travis Kelsey, they did what they wanted to do today. Um, obviously, you're going to have some troubles, but they, they were able to accomplish what they wanted. Kelsey didn't have a monster game like I predicted. However, he was there on those third downs. He was there oh, yeah. when we needed the yardage. He was, you know, six for 76 and two touchdowns. Um, and Tyreek Hill, I mean, obviously, 11 receptions, 197 yards and a touchdown. Come on. He was, he was a monster. That long touchdown uh, pass, I, if I remember right, I think the Browns, um, we're in single high, but I think it was man on man defense. And again, I can't remember the Browns defender if it was a corner or safety, but it was one on one. I think Mahomes saw that. Yep. And so I thought Mahomes knew what he was going to do. He's going to scramble to his right. Yep. And he's just going to throw it up to Tyreek. Yep. And if you go to, if you follow me on Twitter at Derek Vreeland, you can go back to my timeline because I did tweet that out that mm -hmm. Tyreek's ability to track the ball is special. Um, Andy Reid in his press conference on Monday said that Tyreek would have been a great center fielder yep, in baseball, yep. which is true. That's something really special. And I remember watching Mahomes and Hill. This would have been 2019. Yeah. On the Super Bowl run 2019. No, is it? No, it was before that. It was a 2018. It was the training camp when Mahomes was the starter. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching some of the seven on sevens and watching deep bomb after deep bomb Mahomes to Hill. And I thought, man, this is a special combination. I mean, it's special yeah. arm talent, it's special speed, special yeah. tracking ability, but there's a chemistry between those two guys um, that if a defensive, if a team comes in on defense and they think it's okay to go man to man and, and one V one, a DB against Tyree kill, you are yeah. going to get burned. Let me look at the Vikings preseason game. Mm -hmm. uh, our good friend Breezy, <laughs> for whatever reason, man on man oh, on Tyree Kill. If Patrick Mahomes sees that, um, you will be burned. Because even if Mahomes is scrambling and throwing off his back foot, he's going to yeah. throw the ball up. And he knows where to put it, where Tyree Kill can track it and get it. So defenses have to really pay attention. Yeah. And you just, you cannot, you can't leave. Tyreek Hill uh, with just one defender. No. And you, when it's goal line, you better put two people yep. on Travis Kelsey. Because yep. Kelsey on those touchdowns, it, it seems like, like, whoa, I mean, what are the Browns defenders thinking? I mean, this is where Mahomes wants to go with the ball. Uh, but those three, I mean, Hill and Kelsey and Mahomes, it's a real special trio. Yeah. No, it, it definitely is. It definitely is. Um, and I mean, I think we'll see it again next week. I think uh, the Ravens, I mean, going moving on to that game, the Ravens are depleted, especially they've lost Marcus Peters, um, which the Chiefs fans know uh, too well. Uh, we yep. They've lost Marcus Peters. They've lost a lot of their running backs. I think they had a couple other injuries as well. Can't remember exactly. But they're depleted, and I, I still think they're a good matchup. Um, you know, we've gotten all the slander. Uh, every single time we go up against the Ravens, right? Um, that Lamar Jackson's going to be able to run around the field, do what he wants. They're going to score lots of touchdowns and beat us. 
he's yet to do that. Um, I think <laughs> Spags uh, will get someone um, you know to follow him, and I think you I think you agree with that as well. I think that's the number one thing our defense needs to do: spy Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's that's the number one thing for me in going up against the Ravens uh, because I don't know who's going to run the ball. I mean, they're signing guys off the street. I don't know who it's yep. going to be. So that's the big question. Who is going to run the ball for the Ravens? And so I'm not I'm not really worried about that. Um, our old friend, uh, Sammy Watkins, uh, he caught a deep bomb yep. uh, from Jackson. I think there's some concern there. Uh, but I think with Tyron Matthew coming back, um, pretty confident he'll play. Uh, Legereus Sneed, I'm not too worried about that. I am worried about Jackson's ability to scramble. Yep. And the Chiefs have at times struggled with that. Again, we talked about our linebacker in core without Willie Gay. Mm-hmm. Um, who is going to be that spy? I wonder if it's going to be Juan Thornhill. One, I thought, had a great game, by the way, against the Browns. Of course, that that uh, third down pass breakup was just phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, But I think with the return of Tyron Matthew, and this is my guess, mm-hmm. I think it's still going to be Dirty Dan and Matthew yeah. starting safeties one and two. I think when they go to the dime, of course, then, you know, um, uh, Thornhill will come in. But I wonder if because of Thornhill's speed, if they won't have, because sometimes Dirty Dan will drop into the box yep. as like a dime linebacker. Uh, Matthew, you can't ever predict where he's going to be on the yeah. field. Sometimes he'll be a, a slot defender. But I think of the three of those, obviously Thornhill has the speed. Mm-hmm. We don't have a linebacker that can do it. I mean, um, O'Daniel has been a spy in the past, yeah. but I think we have seen now that DOD is a special teamer only. Yeah. So if I look for speed, and, and again, I don't, I don't think it'll be Legereus Sneed. I think Sneed will be on Watkins, either playing boundary or playing slot. I think for his speed, I got Juan, Juan Thornhill uh, rotating in on like a third and long situation yeah. just to be that spy because we, we we need some speed on Lamar Jackson because he could yeah. hurt us on the ground. Yeah, Lamar Jackson's definitely shifty, and especially I think they'll have a lot of designed runs for him as they have lost a lot of their running backs. Um, all, you know, three of their starting running backs are gone. Um, right. So – I definitely think that we'll have to focus on that. Lamar Jackson's going to be their offense, and we've got to make sure we stop him. Um, however, I think that the Ravens' defense is going to have a little bit more trouble uh, starting, or excuse me, stopping the Kansas City offense. Um, I think we saw last week with the improved Brown secondary that Mahomes was still able to do what he wanted to do. And yeah. I mean, with them being depleted of Marcus Peters, they still do have good cornerbacks, good safeties. However, I think we're going to carve them up. I, I, I don't see anything from the defense on the Ravens that scares me. I mean, I, I really think it's, it's, it could potentially be a bloodbath. Again, yeah. in the past, people have really wanted to, you know, have this, you know, Mahomes versus Jackson rivalry. Yeah. But the Ravens haven't beat us. Nope. And um, so let's do some uh, over-unders before our time slips away today. Um, I didn't look back to last week to see how we did. I think I was okay, but, but let's focus for the, on the Ravens mm-hmm. game. Let's start over under Mahomes with four passing. Touchdowns. <laughs> hey, I was right. That. He had five total touchdowns last week. 
So, you know, that <laughs> one I get. I think that Mahomes will not have. I, I, I got to take, I don't, I can't remember what it's called, but I've got to take, he'll have four touchdowns. I'm not over or under. I think he'll have exactly. All right, so you're his. taking you're taking the push. So yeah, you're saying I, I'm taking you're saying four push. passing touchdowns. Yep, yep. I don't. Uh, I think that Clyde will score a couple rushing touchdowns when we get into those goal line positions, um, or some sort of trick play that Andy Reid comes up with that hopefully will work this week. But yeah, Andy's bag of tricks didn't didn't pan out well in the Browns game. Uh, I'm going to take the under. Um, I see Mahomes scoring quick and often early. Mm-hmm. And then I see a second half heavy rushing attack. Uh, there'll, I think, be some uh, rushing touchdowns, whether it's Mahomes rushing. Clyde, I think, will get in the end zone. Um, maybe Daryl the Barrel gets one. So I got, I got the, I'll take the under on that. Uh, under for passing touchdowns. All right, uh, since we talked about Jackson's ability to run, Lamar Jackson over under rushing touchdowns for Lamar Jackson at 1.5. Over under 1.5 rushing touchdowns for Lamar Jackson. That is difficult to say. I think if I had to put money on it, again, like I said before, I think Lamar Jackson's going to be their only offense. Um I don't think they're going to get much rushing from the running backs. I think Lamar will be scrambling and will run uh, for touchdowns. I'm going to say the over at two. I think Lamar Jackson, when they get, you know, first and goal, second and goal, third and goal, he's going to scramble. You've seen where sometimes he scrambles a little too soon. However, it seems to work out. And I think he will have two touchdowns, you know, running, rushing touchdowns and maybe one passing touchdown. I'm going to take the under on that. I think they're going to bracket. I think Frank Clark returns and uh, Frank Clark in particularly sets that edge and Mm -hmm. they've bracketed uh, Lamar Jackson pretty well. So I'm taking the under on that. Uh, All right. Next one over under total yards for the Ravens. So this is kind of a defensive Mm -hmm. stat over under total offensive yards for the Ravens at 385. Oof. What do you think? Over under 385 total yards. Because in that Browns game, we gave up 457 yards, which yeah. is not pretty. Yeah. So for the Ravens, 385 over under, what you got? I'm going to go, and I know I'm kind of being a hater this podcast. I'm going to go over. I think that uh, we're going to score quickly. We're going to make a you know big deficit where they've got to score, and I think they will. As we've seen, we kind of play some prevent defense. I think they'll have some long drives, and I, I think they'll be over. Uh, I think they'll get some trash touchdowns, trash yards, and then it'll be a one-score game at the end of the game, and we'll win. Uh, seems to be what will happen, in my opinion. And you are a hater. I'm taking the under. <laughs> there is no way they're moving the ball in the Chiefs. Um, now, there could be a Sammy Watkins uh, long pass. There could be some big chunk plays. Um, but I, I think the defense again with Matthew and Clark returning and Clark, we don't know Matthew are pretty confident about, I think, uh, they're going to keep them under three fifty. So I'm going to take the under on that. Okay. I got one more and then we'll do score predictions, uh, over under Chris Jones sacks at 1.5. I'm so we going much about, we didn't talk much about Jones in the Browns game, but two sacks. Okay. Over under. Chris Jones sacks 1.5 over any day of the week. Chris Let's Jones go. with not being able to be double teamed as we'll have Frank Clark. Hopefully Andy Reid did say he'll play. 
I think Chris Jones could have a monster game. I think he could. Not going to say he's going to have a Chandler Jones kind of game, five sacks, you know, two forced fumbles. I think he will have a monster game. I'll take the over any day a week. I'll put money on it right now. Let's go, Sack Nation. Chris Jones is going to be on a tear this year. But I'm going to take the under. Hater. Because I'm not a hater, but because Jackson likes to scramble, I think Chris Jones, who who he wants the sacks, I think he has matured as a, well, as a defensive tackle even, but now on defensive end, I think he's going to bracket more yeah. and try to contain Jackson. So I'm going to go under. I think Chris only gets one sack. He'll get one. Uh, but he's still going to be on a career year yeah. uh, for sacks. Okay, uh, score prediction time. We were both um, a little bit over last week. I think I was 41-24, Chiefs over the Browns. It was 33-29. I mean, ah, there was a chance <laughs> I was getting close, but yeah. uh, I think we both kind of overestimated. Yeah. A little exuberant. So what's your score prediction, Chiefs-Ravens? My score prediction is I think that we'll control the game. I think uh, it'll be closer at the end of the game, but I think we'll close the game. Uh with it being a little closer, however, I think the Chiefs will control the game and they'll be getting trash touchdowns, trash field goals, whatever. I'm predicting 38-31 Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh, so you got you got the Ravens uh, moving the ball and scoring. I I think the Chiefs defense um, is going to be much improved from week one to week two, mm -hmm. and so I'm going Chiefs over the Ravens 34. 20 Yikes. 34 yeah. to 20 so that's a two touchdown uh victory that's gonna be a blowout 34 20 chiefs all right guys thanks very much for listening to the kc red friday podcast this week we're a father and son duo who release a podcast every single friday about your kansas city chiefs if you have any questions you can tweet me at west freeland or my dad at Derek freeland let us know if you have any questions and we'll see you next week, hopefully, with the Kansas City victory.